is up, fam? Welcome back for another episode of Midnight Thoughts. This is Morgan McCunis, and here with me today is Jesse DeMarco. Hi, guys. Nice to meet everyone. My name's Jesse. I'm really excited to be here with Morgan on the Midnight Thoughts podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So here with me today again is Jesse. She is my roommate. Um, she was my former boss, coworker, yeah. um, and also my little spiritual buddy. That you know we <laughs> we do breath work together a lot, and we adventure life together. And um, in this realm and the next, in this realm and the next, <laughs> yes. Uh, I asked Jesse to come on this episode today because. I was trying to record this episode for a total of six hours yesterday, and every time I tried to record it, it got interrupted, and or I just couldn't really think straight. And then when I talked to Jesse about the topic that I had set up for us today, the conversation was super fluid. And then I tried to record it again, and I continued to get interrupted, and I decided that there's a reason that I'm thinking that I should invite Jesse on to this episode. So here we are. Um, getting started and today we are going to be talking about change. Now I thought about asking Jesse to be on this episode because well when you go back to how Jesse and I met we met in a Las Vegas bathroom. <laughs> we did and we have changed a lot since then. <laughs> we have changed a lot since then. We we met um, two years ago. Yeah two years ago. Two yeah. years ago um, both definitely in our party stage, mm-hmm. um, having a lot of fun. And then since then, you know, both of us have changed and grown like immensely into the people that we are today. And I'm sure you guys heard in the last episode, me talk about how watching Jesse's spiritual journey helped me decide to make that change for myself. Um, and along with the topic of change, it was so present for so many people this week. So, um, I thought that today we, you know, would talk a little bit, Jesse, about, what made you want to change um, some of your habits and honestly just what brought you to where you are now? Yeah, so I think the biggest thing for me was when COVID first started last year, I was in this place of getting all my ducks in a row. I was about to open um, my second gym and I had all these plans for 2020 and obviously with COVID, everything just came crashing down. And it really put me in a bad place, especially, you know, being at home and then trying to handle working from home and the upkeep of the gym. I was just in this place where I felt just stuck and that I was getting in my own way with a lot of things um, financially, spiritually, you know, emotionally in my relationships with people. And I've always kind of been in and out of the spiritual world. I have always believed in certain things and wanted to pursue a path in it. But, you know, you get pulled away and you come back. So I was kind of in that pulled back phase. And I had an opportunity um, to go to Colorado and do Bufo. And that was a life-changing experience for me. It was something that made me realize that if I could get out of my own way and believe in myself and put myself first in everything, that I could be as successful as I ever needed to be and have 
you know, all the love that I ever could imagine. So that was really the first step. And from there, I've just watched things kind of flourish, you know, with the gym and then my massage business and my relationships with friends, um, with my partner, with my family, just everything has kind of shifted. And it's really put me in this, in this place that I'm not used to being in where I have a definite thought of what I want the future to look like. And I know what I need to do to get there. And I'm at this stage now where I am ready to give up all things that don't align me with being on that path. Yeah. yeah. I think I remember actually being at F45 at one point, And mm-hmm. I, I think this was before you did Bufo mm-hmm. for the first time. And I remembered you were kind of like flustered. And we were just yeah. working the two of us. And I remember being like, "You are you okay? And you were like, yeah. And I was like, well... You know, you, you can talk to me if you want to. And you're like, I'm not okay. And like, we, we got into like a super deep conversation. And like, I think that that was right before you went on this big Bufo experience. Yeah. And I was honestly really intrigued listening to you talk about everything, especially mm-hmm. since we were friends before that. Yeah. So I was watching you just change like bit by bit, but in the most positive way. And obviously I've talked about this before about how, growth is contagious. Yeah. Like watching you grow helped me grow. And this was actually something that Jesse and I talked about yesterday is that one of the biggest things I think that people become so scared about when it comes to change and when it comes to growing is the friends that you have and the opinions Mm -hmm. of other people. Yeah. It's, I feel like we all get stuck in this, this zone of comfortability. We're all comfortable with the friends that we have and and the places and uh, things that we do, but it takes change and stepping away from some of those things to, to really see growth in whatever way you want to see growth. And I felt like that's kind of where I was. I was watching myself become this person and have these feelings that I really didn't like. And I was like, okay, it's time to, it's time to step away and, and make a change for that. What do you think was the biggest struggle for you when it came from stepping back? Like what was the What were the things that you were most scared about? So, and I'll even say this right now. I think I've always had a fear. And from what I'm learning now, it's not just a fear in this life, but in many past lives um, of, you know, of being left out, a fear of like betrayal of, you know, losing things or feeling like I'm not going to be accepted. And which is so funny because, in my mind, I feel like I don't think like that. I'm like, I'll do whatever I want, but you, you know, don't come off like that. Either. Yeah. But in my heart, it's like, I really, I think it's because I care so deeply about certain people that when the thought of me saying something to them and then being like, oh, well, like that's weird. I don't like that. Even though that has nothing to do with me, it comes back and I, and I feel that a lot. And I mean, I definitely think that's just an empathetic thing, but I think that has been my hardest struggle so far is being able to step into that power, which we talked about yesterday of being like, this is me, this is who I am. And if you don't like it and you don't feel the same way, that's okay, but I'm going to continue to do me. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, something that Jesse and I also talked about yesterday was the fact that And this is also goes into a book that I've started reading called the 48 laws of power. Mm -hmm. And it goes into the fact that sometimes the closest people in our life, they do not want to see you step into your power. And that comes from insecurities. It comes from other people 
you know, not being ready to make that change in themselves and to put their best foot forward. And when they see you start to step into your power, start to make better decisions for yourself, start to grow, they start to become insecure. Mm -hmm. And that's where a lot of those opinions or, you know, like hate comes from. And it can come from friends. And here you are wondering, you know, I'm making all these great decisions for myself. And you start to recognize that sometimes the closest people that you had in your life were only there for that period of time of that phase mm-hmm. that you were in. Yeah. Yeah. And well, I feel like we're in this, you know, not to get astrological, but everyone talks about, oh, we're in this age of Aquarius, this, this time of change. And it really is true because just how we've talked about, like, all these people have been coming forward this week and talking about this topic and bringing it up to both of us. And we are in that that stage that people are wanting to change for the better. And it's like, you're either going to change, you're either going to rise with me, or you're going to stay where you're at. Oh, yeah. But my, I'm not staying down there with you. Oh, absolutely. We talked about this so much about how like, and I, I've said this to, I've said this to past relationships I've been mm-hmm. in. Um, I've said this to friends that have tried to bring me back into you know, that, that party stage I used to be in, like my hand is not down there to pull you up with me. I'm here, like I'm running. And if you can get up here with me and run with me, then welcome to this next journey. But like, I will not, I will not let you pull me back down. Mm -hmm. And like creating those boundaries is something that I think that like we both had to learn especially when it comes to like detaching from certain people and it's not detaching from people because you don't like them, but because again, like we're putting ourselves first for like the first time in our life. Yeah, exactly. And it's funny because, you know, we're still, we're both still very young and everyone is in this. It's hard to get out of the party stage, you know, coming from that big party or phase and wanting to take a step forward. People just can't understand, you know, like why you're doing something like that. For me, it was with drinking. When I decided to take a big step back from drinking last year, people would tell me, like I would go to a dinner and I'm like, oh, I'm not drinking. Like, oh, like why? Something wrong? And it was like like a weird thing that I was not drinking. Like I was had a problem because I wasn't drinking. Um, instead of just being like, oh, you know, that's that's good for you. Like that's, that's great. Which is so funny because eliminating alcohol there's no negative thing to it not so at all it, it has always amazed me how when you decide that you're not gonna drink that other people all of a sudden try to push alcohol on, on you, you where it's like yo i'm at a party and i'm not drinking you don't see me like going up to you taking the alcohol away from you being like no no don't drink that don't it's drink. poison <laughs> like like i fucking leave you alone leave me the fuck alone exactly. <laughs> like goddamn i've noticed that if I go to a party, it's funny. If I have something in my hand, it's kind of like no one bothers you. It's so weird. It's like a visual thing. Mm-hmm. People are so visual. It's like, oh, I have. A, she has a glass in her hand. She must be drinking. It's like, yep. but it's filled with water. So the the flip flop stage is something that I struggled with a lot. You know, like one of the first big changes that I made was, well, for me it was Australia. Mm-hmm. It was competing in bodybuilding for the first time because that was the first time I ever eliminated alcohol out of my yeah. life. And I actually like got to know myself. And one mm-hmm. of the things I learned about myself was that I'm not an aggressive person. Yeah. Like I realized that alcohol made me very aggressive. And when I eliminated that for competing, like I just all of a sudden realized, oh shit, like I'm a lot more chill than I thought I was. Yeah. 
And then when I moved to California was the first time that I had to really excel myself if I wanted to make it, Mm -hmm. if I wanted to build a career. And I found myself in that flip-flop stage Mm -hmm. here and there where I would really start to do well in business, but then all of a sudden, like, I would fall back and, like, go back to that party stage because, like, it was like I wanted to change, but I also, like, I wasn't sure if I was ready for the responsibility of taking care of myself. I was... I was scared of failing. Like if I was still in this phase of like drinking and partying and like fucking up here and there, Mm -hmm. then like it wasn't that big of a deal. But if I was, if I had said that I had changed and I had grown and I wasn't doing that anymore, Mm -hmm. if that happened, all of a sudden I felt like, I felt even shittier. Yeah. So that flip flop stage was like, I would do, I would start progressing and then I would fall back again. And I think I kept falling back because of that comfortability honestly not being judged because I felt comfortable in that area of drinking and hanging out with certain groups of people and laying on the couch all day on Sunday Mm -hmm. instead of going and doing something productive. Like I got comfortable in that flip-flop stage and the biggest, the biggest change that I had to make in order to keep progressing was literally making that decision and sticking with it. Exactly. I I love that. It's like, it just like pinged in my head, like awareness. Because one thing that I've struggled with is is that flip-flop stage. And not just the going back and forth, but that that feeling of, oh, why did I do this? And then that's, there's that self-loathing, like loathing feeling that I messed up and I went back when I said I was going to be moving forward. And what I've had to learn that it's, you know, that's going to happen and to, you know, be kind to myself and know it's like, you know, there are going to be times where I do this, and but I'm not going to feel bad for it because in that moment, that's what I wanted to do. But having that awareness piece has helped me push forward into not flip-flopping back into that. Because now I'm like, okay, you know what you felt like when you did those things and you flip-flop back to your old ways and you didn't like it. Do you want to feel that way again? No. And it kind of helps kind of drive you back like on the path you're supposed to be on. Oh, I think yeah. also too, like now being comfortable in the state of change that we've both done, mm-hmm. peer pressure doesn't affect me anymore. Yeah. Like when I go to events, if I want to have a drink, I'll have a drink. And if I don't and someone says something to me, like I'm very much like, you you know, I'm going to be me and you be you. Because yeah. <laughs> one, you don't get the hangovers that I do. And two, like I got a lot to do tomorrow and it means more to me than... Than having this drink. Than having this drink. And I'm so much more comfortable with that now that I think that also says something in itself is that like I wasn't comfortable with who I used to be. Yeah. So I would say that I wanted to not drink or I wanted to not do certain things or like I'm not going to go out this weekend because I want to get up and do all these things and Mm -hmm. be outside and be productive. But then all of a sudden I would fall into like the peer pressure of like, oh no, I should go out because if I don't, like, maybe I won't get invited next time or who even knows. Yeah. I feel that so much. I feel like I had a, an instance recently where I decided I was, when I went out and I was like, oh, I'm going to go out by myself and just kind of have a night. And I went camping by myself. And then that previous night before we had all gone out and I went in with the intention of not drinking and then ended up use that peer pressure drinking immensely and then feeling crappy the next day. And it was funny what I thought my adventure was going to be like that day going out and wanting to have this really spiritual experience where I connected with myself and having this planned 
turned into a, still a spiritual experience, but more of a like, okay, like, yes, you you did not do, you didn't do what you said you were going to do. You did drink and now you feel bad, but it became this like self, like forgiving myself type of thing. Like, okay, like this is okay. And it's funny, since I had that moment, I haven't had that problem since then. Right. Of wanting, to, yeah, of wanting to go back into that sense. Like it was like just that one moment of something that meant so much to me that I had this planned out for weeks and this is what I was going to do and how in my head I thought I messed it up. And then going on that thing and still having a beautiful experience and just telling myself, like, it's okay. Like, just releasing yeah, it. Yeah, it released it and, like, have not had any issues. I have these conversations with you. I have these conversations with some other friends. But also, like, I've been having these conversations with my clients a lot. Yeah. And, you know, like, you obviously you went and you did that little experience, like, all on your mm-hmm. own and spent time alone. And, like, I've started to even enjoy more time by myself. And as I've... Part of uh, signing up with me for the Empower Evolution is a contract. And that contract is 30 days of no drinking or drugs. Um, Smoke as you wish, though. Marijuana is not a drug. Mm -hmm. Um, And also, it's reading. It's journaling. It's meditating once a day. It's no negative self-talk. And when my clients sign up for it, they know that they're not just signing up to change their bodies, but to change their minds, to change the direction of their life, to change everything and I tell them the day that they sign the contract, like, you know, don't be surprised if, like, you you lose some friends in the process. Yeah. Because some people, like, again, like we talked about earlier, like, they don't understand what you're doing and they might become resentful of mm-hmm. it. But you'll also have some friends that are really going to be rooting for you yes. on the sides. Like, I remember when you first invited me to go to that little trip with you. And then, like, later on, you were like, so I think I'm going to make this a solo trip. And I I looked at you and I was like, you go, boo. Go have fun. (laughs) And that's why I love you, because you understand that. place. Actually, I thought about this. Not that we wouldn't have had a great time, but just needed that moment. But what's beautiful, too, is that on this journey of change, I've met so many more people that are also on this journey. Yeah. So here I was thinking that it was going to be very lonely. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the more I talk about it, the more I have conversations like this, yeah. the more people around me kind of poke in being like, hey, like I heard you heard you say that you've been doing this. Like I've actually been doing that too. Mm-hmm. And again, it's like that process of change for some reason that's being super silenced. And instead it should be something that, you know, you hear your friends doing this. You hear like your family members, like your boyfriend, your girlfriend are Mm -hmm. like putting themselves in this place to change so that they can be a better person so they can like themselves more. And it should be something that we're supporting. Yeah. It's something that's celebrated. Wanting to better yourself. Absolutely. And it's been super great. You know, like Jesse and I just last weekend, we threw um, an all female entrepreneurs event Mm -hmm. and the entire conversation was so different. Yes, it was, it was nice to get women together who have all, you know, had the struggle of building a business and then with everything going on recently with COVID, it's like, okay, like how have you been running your business? And the, and the conversation was much more, I would say enlightened than, you know, just going to an event and having just like random chit chat with people. It was very meaningful conversation, learning what everyone did and introducing other people to each other and like letting them get those contacts, um, yeah, it was it was something that, you know, you just don't go to a party and have these conversations with no, people. No, you don't. You don't. Usually, yeah, you really don't. And again, like it was, I think that we're all in like that huge process of change because of the year that we just had. Mm-hmm. Like 
everyone's business was disturbed in some way or another. Mm -hmm. Um, People were coming back from having anxiety, depression, or being in like a darker place. People were like, I had a, I had a phase where like I was drinking wine every single day. Oh yeah. That first stage of COVID, I think we would drink, you know, that everyone made jokes about it. Like, oh, it's one o'clock because it's time for a drink. But that really became a daily norm. It's like, okay, what am I going to do? I'm at home. I've gotten these things done. Well, and then people were turning to alcohol. I think I have a friend that's in the alcohol distribution industry and they, I want to say, don't quote me on this, but it was like around like 70, 75% that alcohol sales jumped up during that first stage of COVID. Yeah. So just an insane amount from people just being at home and that, that was their driving. They're like, oh, I have nothing else to do. I'm going to drink. So many people, I think, recognize that that was a phase that, like, I think just about all of us hit during COVID. And I'm not saying everybody, but, you know, a lot of people that I talk to, I've, I've gotten off the phone with friends from back home and they even said, like, hey, like, did you have any really low moments of 2020? And I was like, oh, my God, yeah. And they're like, me too. It's it's really nice to be, like, up, back up on, like, the uprise of that. Mm-hmm. And... It's just really nice to see and like hear people like we had over the weekend, like talk about the changes that they're making in their business, the changes that they're making in their, their day to day. And again, like a huge part of those changes is also just decisions and following through with those decisions and changing your surroundings, changing the decisions that you're making on the weekends, like setting a morning routine, going to bed at a certain time. And all in all, like all these things do is they continue to clear out your vision so that you can continue to grow into the person that you want to be. Mm -hmm. And I think we talked a little bit yesterday about how like, you know, we all have something that we are meant to do, but we get stuck in like the societal program Mm -hmm. and that fogs our vision. And that societal program is the fact that like people think they're supposed to work nine to five. They're supposed to get out, go to happy hour, go home, go to bed. They think that the weekends are used for partying and again like that completely clouds our thoughts and our visions onto like who we have or who we were meant to be you know like we we go to school we go to college we do all of these things that the societal program has set up for us but these are all changes that you're making based off of the program instead of making decisions solely for yourself. Like that's where the real change occurs. Yeah. And I feel like this is a topic that I speak to um, with my mentor Miranda quite often is the programming. And, you know, like, and I feel like what we mean by programming is like the way you have been taught your whole life, the way you've been programmed. And it literally starts from like, as soon as like, you know, you're a baby and onward, it can be programming, you know, from people at work, your family members, anything and everything. And we have that, just how you said, that societal, like, nine to five. Like, I need to go to college and get a job that pays me this much so I can do this, so I can support my family. But no one has taken that step back and being like, do, are you enjoying what you, you're doing? Do you like doing that? Or do you just think it's something that you have to do? And I feel like this whole year and recently with this shift in things, People are stepping back and being like, oh, like, no, this is not something that I like. I do not like the person that I've become and what I'm doing, and I I need to make a change. And, you know, that just goes back to everything that we've been saying. It's like making, making that change or, like, making the decision to make that change. What are some other changes that you feel like you've made? I would say my biggest change 
recently. So I am, when I um, went and did Bufo, I met this amazingly powerful um, woman named Miranda, and she actually um, runs a mystery school um, where she teaches the, you know, sacred teaching, sacred ways. Um, she is part of the Lakota tribe in Colorado, just, just a beautiful person. And one thing that I've been getting into with her is a lot of my own spiritual work and self and these like shaman practices and healings and, you know, spiritual techniques that I've always been so interested in and feel, felt like I had this calling to, um, but never really knew where to start. And I feel like a mentor was presented to me at the perfect time. When I really needed someone, there was Bufo and then there was Miranda and I've been working with her ever since. So like recently, my biggest change that I've made is, you know, deciding that I'm going to, you know, take that social step back. It's like, you know, I'm going to take a step back. So the things that are giving me fulfillment, which is this practice that I'm working on with her, that's what I want to focus my time and energy on because I keep telling myself, you know, I need to do this, I need to do this, and I need to do this. But that's that's that programming, like thinking that I need to do all these things to be successful. When like in in my like thoughts, I'm like successful comes from like, you know, making money. But that's not really how it is for me. It's more of like my abundance comes from like helping people. And I get that, you know, feeling of satisfaction and abundance from seeing that. So... That's recently the biggest change that I've made is actually like, you know, stepping forward and being like, you know, this is me. This is what I'm doing. And I'm not scared to say it, even though, you know, some people will say, you know, this sounds hippy dippy. This is weird. They don't like it. You know, that's fine. That goes back to the people that I have presented um, it to have either stepped back from me or they've embraced me. And recently more people have been embracing me over it than they have been for stepping back, which has really opened my eyes to a lot of really beautiful people and things, knowing that, you know, we're not alone in this type of work. It's it's a tribe, it's a community. And, you know, the further you go into the path, you know, the more that community is going to build. Do you feel like more of yourself since you've started making these changes? And if, if so, how? Yes, I definitely, I would say I feel like more myself. And it's just from... I think embracing myself and like taking that step back from doubt. I was always so doubtful of the things I was doing and always thought like I need to be doing this, but I didn't know why I felt like I needed to do these things. And then when I would get really into it, I'm always, "Mm, is that real? Like, am I like, let's say for like meditation, like we're in a meditation and we're seeing these things and we're feeling these things. And then, you know, I come out of the meditation. I'm like, that was amazing. And then you sit on it for a second. I'm like, did I really feel that? Like, did that really happen? And what I've really done recently is kind of like tell myself like, you know what? Like that, that is that doubt. And when I have these thoughts that come into my head and I'm having these meditations, like that is real. And it's, it's, I've kind of stepped into that presence of trusting my higher self, trusting everything that's around me. And that in itself has made me feel like more myself. I don't feel like I'm walking a path that other people laid out for me. I'm walking the path that I want to. Like you said, listening to your higher self. um, We all feel drawn to certain places, certain people, certain decisions that we want to make in life. We all feel a draw to that. And even for myself, um, 
originally being in Boston, I felt drawn to California and I had been here once. I had been in San Diego for a day. I knew nothing about it, but I felt like I needed to go there. Mm -hmm. I needed to move there. And I had one of my best friends earlier today text me about how she was feeling so drawn to Hawaii. And she was asking me all these questions about like how I felt when I came out here and I, and like what, what it was like with all the change. And I straight up told her that I knew that I was never going to reach everything that I knew I was destined to if I stayed in everything that was comfortable, surrounded by all these drowning opinions of people who were not me. I needed to completely remove myself from everything that felt normal and follow what my highest self was telling me, which was to move to California and to embrace change, embrace life, embrace my own thoughts and my own environment, my own vibrations, Mm -hmm. and to really go with it. And listening to myself and like allowing allowing my own thoughts to make my own decisions and to not ask other people's opinions like there's a reason why our brains are all wired the way they are we're not all supposed to be taught the exact same Mm. thing and when we finally learn to drown out the noise and sit in silence and sit alone we have the opportunity to really make those big changes for ourselves. And when you start listening to your highest self, start listening to your intuition, that's when you completely blossom into everything you're supposed to be. So true. I think one of the most simple yet profound things that I heard this year was at um, a breathwork circle that I went to and we were sitting around talking and I remember saying, you know, I sometimes feel like I can really hear my higher self and I feel like sometimes I'm really connected and other times I feel like it's not a lot. Like I was speaking of my higher self like it was a different, like something different, like a different person. And the person leading the breathwork ceremony, she was like, Jess, like that is you. You are your higher self. Like stop disconnecting the two. Like like that is you. What you are feeling and what you are hearing, like that is you. That's your higher self. So when you're on the phone with someone and they're like, hey, do you want to go do this? And in, instantly in your head you hear like that voice, like not really – but you like, say yes. But you say yes anyways. It's like that is you going against your higher self. It's like there's a reason that you automatically were like no. But then because of whatever reason you're like oh I don't want them not to invite me again or whatever. You decided to go. And yes you might have had a good time. But at the same time if you would. Who knows what would have happened if you would listen to that initial response. Exactly. Yeah. And honestly like that that higher response those are the same thoughts that you hear like after a weekend of falling back into the, some of the same old habits Mm -hmm. that you did, you know, like don't get me wrong. Like I don't intend on cutting alcohol out for the rest of my life, but I also know what I've spent my time doing in the business that I've been spending all of my time trying to build. And after a weekend of falling back into old habits, that anxiety, that Sunday scary stuff that we all talk about and we joke about, that in itself is just toxic. I honestly hate people being like, oh, like Sunday scaries. Sunday scaries are literally your highest self and your, your, what's that little guy in your head again? Your conscience. Yeah, your conscience. I don't know, Jiminy Cricket just popped up in my head. <laughs> that too. I literally thought that too. I was like, oh, okay. why can't I think of him? Um, that is also your conscience being like, why the fuck do you keep doing this? Mm-hmm. Like, there is something deep inside of you begging for you to make that decision and change. 
because you are meant to do something so much bigger, but you keep repeating those old habits and you're not allowing any of the change to occur. Mm-hmm. It's getting put, I mean, it goes right back into karma. It's like people are like, oh, karma, because you didn't do this or you did this, karma is like going to come back for you. It's like, okay, but was your higher self telling you to do that? Because I guarantee if, if they were, you know, we, there wouldn't be that karmic loop. So I feel like it just kind of rolls right back into that. Like if you're listening to your higher self, you're never going to be taken off the path that you should be. You're always going to be in line with whatever like the truest you is supposed to be. Yeah. What do you feel, what do you feel like you would say to someone who is in that current flip-flop stage that we talked about? I would say the biggest one is like, just be easy on yourself. It's like, like I said earlier, it's okay to flip-flop back and forth. You know, and it's it's normal. We all do it. We're all like, we all revert back to old ways. But there's going to come that day that you take that stand and be like, you know what, no, I'm not doing this again. And it might take longer than what it took someone else. You know, we're all on our own time frame and our own path. It doesn't happen the same for everyone. Some people can figure it out in a day. Some people it might take a couple months. And that's okay, but... Yeah, just to be easy on yourself and then and, and listen to what your higher self is telling you. If you get that voice in your head saying like, no, like, don't go do this. Like, just listen and, and see what happens. Test it out and see how much better you feel when you actually listen to that little voice in your head. I, I really do think that it is something that's so important to talk about right now because, again, Change is something that involves a decision. And if you feel as though at any point that you are in that flip-flopping stage where like you really want to break out of it, then one of the first things that you really should do is take some time to yourself. Yeah, 100%. Remove yourself from all of your surroundings. Shut your phone off for a day. Lincoln, Lincoln goes MIA for like one day every eight weeks. And he comes back one of the most creative people I've ever met. Oh, yes. Yeah. I've recently... Oh, I think it's been almost a month now that I've completely detached myself from social media and it has probably been the best thing I have ever decided to do because I found myself getting so wrapped up in it and like laying on the couch and then looking up 40 minutes later, I've been scrolling through Instagram and I'm just like, what, like what other things could I be doing with this time? Like all, like a million other things I could do and taking that step back. It, it can be something that simple. Like, I, like exactly how Lincoln is. I'm going to, for 24 hours, I'm going to completely just detach from the world. And you even told me he has these very profound ideas and this like, you know, these amazing thoughts when he's able to do that. But some people are so scared. Like they've never sat with their selves. Well, and that's the thing too, is that you're right. Some people are really scared to do that. They've never sat with themselves. So that's something that people really need to start challenging themselves mm-hmm. to do. But also... Start being supportive of the people in your life. Mm-hmm. You know, like if your friends are starting to take a step back, there's a reason for it. If your significant other decides that they want to go MIA for a day and that they need to disconnect from the world, let them do it. Yeah. Stop taking things so personally. Yes. Because again, that is something. Yeah, literally claps. <laughs> like claps for that. Because that is something that is so big right now. Like people around you everywhere are changing. And I do have to say too that like, you know, Jesse and I's relationship too has honestly became what it did. One, because I, I jumped on that growth train with her mm-hmm. and like allowed her to be like a little bit of my spirit mentor. 
through the journey, but also supporting each other. Mm-hmm. And that has in itself like built our relationship to be better and to be stronger. So again, you know, when we talk about like supporting your friends, supporting your significant others, growth is contagious. So you're either going to resent them and you're going to go different directions or you're going to grow with them. Yeah. And it's okay with growth if all the time you don't understand what what it is that's making that person want to grow or what they're doing. I know there's a couple times where we've sat down and I've told you things and you told me like, I don't really know what you're talking about, but like I'm with it. Like I'm here for you. I'm supporting you in it. <laughs> and and that's all, that's all I needed. It's like, okay, I, I know like when I get really into like some deep meditations and I come in, I'm like Morgan and I just download <laughs> everything on you and you're just sitting there like, whoa, that was intense. It's like, it's okay to like, I know in my head, I'm like, she understands some of what I'm saying. Other things, she's just like, wow, that's gnarly. <laughs> and then that, but that's fine. It's fine to just like sit and listen and absorb. Like you never, you don't have to like give back the feedback. You just have to be like, okay, I'm listening. I accept you and I'm here if you need me. So to finish things off guys, you know, if you feel like you're in a place in your life where you're having anxiety and depression or something feels off and you're just waiting for that next stage to happen for you in life, just know that that is in itself the universe telling you to level up. It's the universe telling you that it's time for a change. Embrace it. Don't push it off. Everything that your highest self is telling you, everything in the back of your head that you know that you should be doing, start listening to it. Because I promise you, your life is going to start to blossom in front of your face. Mm-hmm. I would 100% agree. I love that. The universe is telling you to level up. Yeah. It's great. Well, Jesse, thank you for coming and thank hopping on you. today. Super last minute too. Thank you. I know. Thank <laughs> you for having me. I really enjoyed this. <laughs> and thanks again, guys, for hopping on for another episode of Midnight Thoughts. I will see you all again next week. Bye.